Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Glory to God. All right, so today is a special singles and marriage service, and I'm going to, by God's grace, teach. All right, not briefly, amen. Uh, I'm going to teach this morning, and then if we have time, we can take some questions. Is that okay? Is that okay this morning? Glory to God. I will take three readings this morning. Three readings this morning. The first reading will be in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27. Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27. You're welcome for those who are watching online. Welcome to can we celebrate and welcome our online viewers this morning? Glory to God from all over the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. If you are there, says yes, I'm there. All right. Says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Praise God. Say male and female, he created them. Right, let's take a second reading this morning from Genesis chapter 2. And then we go to the New Testament for our third reading. But this second reading is taken from Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Glory be to God. Genesis 2.15, I just want everybody to see it. It says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Let's, verse 16. Verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. The one in the mind saying, that's not my portion in Jesus' name. Verse 18. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, who said that? And the Lord God said, it is not good that Director Tunde be alone. I will make him a helper comparable or suitable for him. So in other words, I'm going to give him a customized helper. I'm going to say amen to that. A customized helper. The helper that he needs. Not the one that he thinks that he needs. Are you with me this morning? All right. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Verse 19. Verse 19. Out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. Verse 20. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Verse 22. 
Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. Verse 23. And Adam said, this, you are now talking. Say, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Praise God. All right, last reading this morning, um, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 21. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 21. Glory be to God. Says submitting to one another in the fear of God. Twenty-two. Says wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Did he say wives submit to men? Says submit to your own husband. Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Verse twenty-three. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. 24. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ. Now watch that word. Just as the church is subject to Christ. In the same way, so let wives be, be subject. Are you with me this morning? Ladies, are you with me this morning? Yeah. So he says, so he could have read, therefore just as church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands. In what? In everything. Let me say amen to that. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Now, God began to give them instructions. So he says to the man, husbands, love your wives. Now, if you, if you, if you see this, you, you, you realize that God did not say to the woman, love your husbands. Are you with me this morning? I'm just trying to you know, read the scripture. I've not even gotten into what I have to share this morning. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. And how does Christ love the church? He gave himself for the church. He died for the church. So if you are to follow the example or the pattern that God has laid down as a man, you literally will have to lay down your life for your wife. I'm going to say amen to that. Now, who wrote this? The Bible says all scripture is given by the what? By the inspiration of God. So, it is the Holy Spirit that inspired the word of God. Are you with me this morning? Glory to God. So, can we have the scripture? Say, husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Now, this is very, very powerful. This is very, very powerful. So, 
God is saying, see, as a man, you have no right to complain. You are going to take that woman and wash her by the word. <laughs> so, when you marry a woman, this is just by the way, I've not even gone into my message. When you marry a woman, yeah, you've married, <laughs> you have married. So, she comes basically as a raw material. So, that's why sometimes if you've been in a relationship before with, with a woman, as a man, how many of you here, sometimes you just think like, do women have, you know, is there, any, is there something wrong with it? Do they have mental problems? Talk to me, guys. No, talk to me. How many of you feel like that with that? You, you just, you can't really understand why women act the way they do. Any witness in the house, man, talk to me. I know your wife is beside you. My auntie is here, amen. But we are talking God's word, amen. Are you with me? So he says that you are going to cleanse her by the washing of the word. So there cannot be anything like a perfect woman. You will carry your own and wash her by the word by the word 27 uh, that he might present her to himself so when you wash her you now present her to yourself a glorious church not having spots or wrinkle or any such thing but she should be holy and without blemish verse 28 so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves, he who loves his wife, loves, loves himself. 28, 29. For no one ever ate his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. So the Bible is telling us here, that no one ever ate his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. So because the church is like the wife, right? And the Bible is telling us what God does to the church. What does he do with the church? He nourishes and cherishes the church. That is what ladies came for a soft life. You can argue it with yourself. You can decide to begin to complain as a man and wonder why your life is like that. Why you have to be the one, you know, that is doing some things. Why they are created as it were for enjoyment. This is the word of God. Why you have to go out there and, you know, walk and come back. And then she says, where's the money? And you, you give her. Amen. The Bible says, you nourish and cherish her, just as the Lord does the church. Glory to God. Verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Somebody say amen to that. Glory to God. Now, why are we 
taking time to talk about the issues that surround marriage and relationship. It's because every other thing that we do, all right, our marriages, our relationships impacts on all other areas of our life. Somebody say amen to that. Do you agree with that? Glory to God. Our relationships impact on other areas of our lives. And let me say this here. Marriage is the only school where you get your certificate before you enter the school. That is the only school where you get your certificate before you enter the school. They give you your certificate and say, go and start school. <laughs> we'll see whether you graduate from the school or not. But it's so important that we have these conversations and you need to know that for you to succeed in your marriage, in your relationship, you must learn to follow and align yourself with the word of God. Now, marriage is not as complicated as a lot of people think it is. So if you're here, maybe you've been scared about getting married, you have this fear in your heart, in your mind, I came to announce you as someone who has been married for 10 and a half years that it's not that deep. Say it's not that deep. It's not that complicated. Because there's a way that, you know, you, you, you just look at it and you are like, ah, this marriage thing, this marriage thing, ah, this thing is really complicated. Meanwhile, it's not that complicated. If you learn to do the word of God, if you make the word of God the final authority where your mind is concerned, you are guaranteed to have a great marriage. I'm going to say amen to that. Glory to God. So if you will succeed in marriage, you will have to learn to do away with some of the things that you've learned. Where traditions of men is concerned, in Mark 7, 13, the Bible talks about some set of people who have made the word of God of non-effect by their tradition. Through the tradition of men, they have made God's word of non-effect. And you start hearing people bringing men's tradition into God's word. And it won't work. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So you hear things like, oh, you don't show a woman all your hearts. That is not God's word. That is demonic. It's not God's word. It does not align with the scriptures. Glory to God. The Bible says that both the man and the woman were naked and they were not ashamed. So that is what the word of God teaches. Not those earthly wisdom. Glory to God. One of the things that can help your relationship and marriage is an understanding that a man and a woman, they are fundamentally, intrinsically, psychologically, genetically different from each other. Now, what I said to you now is the reason why marriages fail. You need to, you need to come to terms with that reality that a man will never be a woman. And a woman will never be a man. So men and women are 
are different. Genetically, they are different. Psychologically, they are different. They are, they are different. Intrinsically, they are different. You, when you see a man, you know that you have seen a man. Praise God. A man is a hard way. A woman is a soft way. They are different. So he says he should deal with her like the weaker vessel. So the weaker there is not really in terms of strength. You give her preference. That's why we say you open the door for her to come in. It's a weaker vessel. I know that is a long discussion. If you cannot pamper someone, don't marry them as a man. If you, if you are, you know, no, no. Oh, go now, go now. You, you, are, you are not ready. Are you here this morning? Glory to God. Say glory to God. So if you understand the fact that men and women are different, you would have a better marriage or a better relationship. You, want, you, you would have a better marriage. Better relationship. Praise God. Say praise God. What women wish men knew. Number one. Women wish that men know that when they talk about problems, they are not talking about problems necessarily to get solutions. They are talking about problems to talk about how they feel. When they talk about problems, it makes them feel closer to their partner. So, when a woman is telling you that, oh, there's no food in the house, you, you are thinking, but we know now. Why do you have to say it? She's just talking to you. And I'm going to show that from the scripture. Because sometimes a lot of men get upset when a woman is being a woman. So most times, if you if you if you understand how women work, when they talk to you, if you listen long enough, they will provide the solution by themselves. I'm telling you. I'm just thinking. I want to go and make my, I don't even know what to do now. Just be there. I don't even know what to do now. There's traffic everywhere. And you, as a man, your natural response will be that, hey, when there's no traffic, stay at home now. But calm down. Someone say, calm down. Oh, there's traffic everywhere. I don't even know what to do. Even this country, I don't even know there's just traffic everywhere. I don't even know what to do now. And I really need to make this hair. I have this thing to attend tomorrow. I need to make my hair. Just be there. Be there. She will say, maybe I should stay at home. Actually, you know what? You know, if I go, you just be there. The solution will, will come. But as she's talking, you, because you are programmed as a man to solve problems. So you bring out your Mr. Fix-It mentality. You want to fix her, no time. So what do you want to do now? What do you want to do now? Okay, this, this, and this, and this. 
But you, you need to understand that she's just talking to you. She just wants you to be there. To just be listening to her. To just be saying, wow. Really? Aww. That's just all she needs you to be saying. But sometimes we want to fix everything. The man is anxious because he cannot help. He feels like he's not the man. He wants to help. He wants to fix it. Stop it. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. So, so you need to understand that they just want to talk to you. They just want to interact with you. They, they feel like their problems are solved when they talk to you. So as a man, the, in fact, when you counsel women, I know a lot of people that do a lot of, a lot of counseling for women. Counseling for women is the easiest thing, but it's the longest. It will take time. But is you, you, they, they will tell you the solution. <clears throat> Say, Pastor, honestly, I've been going through a lot. I've been going through a lot. You know, I lost my job last year. I've been really down. I've been really, really depressed. There's a lot going on right now. I, I, I'm even confused. I don't even know what to do. I've been praying to God. I've been fasting. I've been seeking the face of God. I even, you know, we had a program last month. I even came. I, I saw the seed. I'm still confused. I don't know what to do. As an experienced pastor, you just keep listening. You just keep listening. Then she would say, but something came to my mind. Something occurred to me. Something occurred to me. I have this, but if you're not experienced, you will start to bring out ideas. She will bring all the ideas. Just be patient. So we need to, so for, for example, when, ah, glory to God. Say glory to God. To be honest, to be honest, women are the most easy people to understand, to deal with. Honestly, I know they can be complex in righteousness, but, but that is why some of these teachings are very, very important. I know some people will not agree with me. But it's okay. Praise God. So the Bible tells us in the place that we read in Ephesians, it says that the woman should submit to her own husband. Glory to God. Now, if you read the book of Genesis chapter 16, verse 1, Abraham had a situation. There was no child, right? And then Abraham gave a suggestion. So Sarah gave a suggestion and says to Adam, Oh, my maid, you know, can, you can go in to her. How many of us know the story? Talk to me. How many of us know the story? And then, you know, it, I mean, Abraham was like, Oh, yeah, it sounds great. Now, that leads me to the second thing I want to say. Women... They want men, right, to pay attention to what they mean to say, even though they are not actually saying it. 
They want you to decode what they are not saying. I know it's complicated for men. So if you call your wife or your, your, the person you want to get married to, and says, oh, she says, oh, I'm really tired, I'm sick, you know, I don't even know what to do, I've been down for two days. You say, oh, can I, can I come and see you? You say, no, don't worry, my brother, be on your way. Be on your way. Because the person that told you that don't worry is the same person that would it will be used against you in the court of law on the day of judgment. So you need to be able to understand. So when she came to, she, she was giving a suggestion and says, oh, you know, go into my... You know, eventually she accused... Genesis 16, let's read it. And Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Ab an obedient man. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Verse 3. Then Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Agar and made the Egyptian Ud Ud. Sarah gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. She was the one that carried the lady. Say, ah. <clears throat> Verse 4. Verse 4. So he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Verse 5. So he went. But then Sarah said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I gave you my maid into your embrace. And when she... Let me have the message translation. Just my wrong be upon you. Verse 5. Sarah told Abraham, it's all your faults. I'm suffering this abuse. Who told Abraham? It's all your fault. As a man, what do you think? You would almost... Ow. It's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. I put my maid in bed with you. She even acknowledged that she put the maid. And the maid, she knows she's pregnant. She treats me like I'm nothing. May God decide... Which of us is right? Ah. Verse 6. You decide, said Abraham. Your maid is your business. Sarai was abusive to Ag. So you need to understand the dynamics. In fact, the Bible tells that one of the things that is difficult to understand is the way of a man with his maid. So, the men in the house, you, you need a higher dimension of God's wisdom. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. So, there are different things that the woman wants to say that she's not saying. So, if, for example, you say, oh, we have, 
we have uh, maybe um, so what what am I getting for your birthday for example say I'm fine don't worry don't worry I'm good my brother run don't fall for that because <laughs> when push comes to shove they will tell you that I, I had my a whole birthday you did not even think of buying me anything but you obedient man because a man is thinking that if you want something say that you want this thing and then we'll be fine but you need to see you need to understand that women are programmed in a way that only God understands you know that there are some things about some products that is only the manufacturer that understands you know you get stuck to a point and then you have to go and check the manual again and the same thing applies to marriage or relationship you get stuck in some places you have to actually go and talk to the man, to the manufacturer and say i'm lost here there's error code here you need to go and have that conversation glory to god now there are a lot of people who get into relationships without having an understanding of how this thing works and let me tell you something if we have great marriages we have less issues in our nation you know why because a great marriage will produce great offspring great children are you with me this morning so it's so important that we understand that the, the, the subject of marriage and relationship is so important and the fact that you are an effective prayer person does not mean you have a great marriage because there's a difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit so for you to have a great marriage a successful marriage a great relationship you don't need the gift of the Spirit what you need is the fruit of the Spirit the fruit of the Spirit is love joy you can please show the Galatians 5 patience Galatians 5 22 I want to dwell on this a bit because this is not just for marriage it also helps our Christian life are you with me this morning Galatians 5 22 but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace long suffering long suffering simply means you suffer for long that's what it means there's no deeper meaning to it there are things that you, you, you find yourself in some relationships you just have to learn to suffer for long there are some things you will never be able to change about your spouse no matter how you how hard you try how hard you pray about it you fast about it some things cannot be changed some things will only be managed forever so you need when you are when you are in love ask yourself those questions these things that you cannot change can you cope with that thing because there are some things that you cannot change if your wife to be or your wife snores 
I don't know the kind of deliverance you need to change that. You will just be there enjoying. You have no choice. You are in it. And you are in it forever. Kindness. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. So why, why, why do women or men, why don't they cheat? It's because of faithfulness. Loyalty. In the midst of nothing. In the midst of drama. There are people, there are people that one, one year, two years of waiting on God for a child, they are gone. They are, they are, God forbid, God forbid. You know, when you hear pastors, you know, have scandals, maybe sexual scandals or something, and then people start, you know, hammering the wife. The wife is not even saying anything. The wife is not even talking. Maybe she likes it. She, she's, she's enjoying it. She knows now, but she's not talking. She's not saying anything. <laughs> you don't understand what loyalty is. You don't understand that it's a covenant relationship. Even though she does not like it, but she has come to a place of loyalty. She's loyal to the husband. As long as the husband is remorseful, she's loyal. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Women need men to know that women primarily want to be loved, cherished, and made to feel special. Should I increase the volume of women? Now in the place that we read, we saw how Christ expresses his love for the church. And the Bible says that he nourishes and cherishes the church. You know, there are a lot of people who have a problem with cherishing women. And if you, if, you, if you read the Bible, you realize that God spoke to each of the man and the woman based on their weakness. Because God never said to the woman, woman, love your husband. He never said that to her. Because women naturally love. They are natural lovers. If a woman tells you, I love you, believe it. Whether it fell from her mouth or not, believe it. Says, I care about you. Believe it. But as a, as a, as a woman, if a man tells you, that I love you. You need to start checking it. You ask why. That should be your first question. If, if you ask any man why, 
you see he loses guy say um actually he, he's just talking he's just enjoying himself he's just talking in fact it could be even be a broadcast <laughs> so he just sent have you not seen there are guys in church who are master players i've experienced them before i'm telling you the honest truth they literally put some ladies in their whatsapp on it and they send them broadcast so once you it's a memo so more than one person gets it so if he comes to you and says that i love you you need to start asking why do you love me what exactly is it about me you met a man can meet you today and tomorrow is telling you that I love you and you are wondering do you even how ask me how so it's men are interesting well that's debatable but you know that you know, no, 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 like, yeah, you know, you love the Lord. You know that you can actually talk to a man, can talk to a lady today, and that same day, he's talking to five other ladies, he's telling them the same thing. But if you, if a, if a, if a lady, in fact, if you tell a lady that you love her, she can't, she, she, she can't think. So she starts to think. So he says he loves me. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. But a man, once he says it, he has moved on. He's attending to other things. And that is why, as a lady, you must not allow a man to be dropping lies on you. I'll be telling you, oh, dearie. No. Because you need to understand how men are wired. A man sees a woman as a project. A man sees a woman as a project. So when he can, when he gets married... He sees that, wow, this project has been done. On to the next. So, a man can get married to you and then all the love that used to show was to get the project done. And that's why he's telling the man, husband, love your wives. It's very hard for men to love and love genuinely. In fact, a man can claim he loves his wife and be sleeping around and he will tell you that I love my wife. And you are wondering, excuse me, what kind of love is this? And he will tell the side chick that I love my, I love my wife so much. The, child, <laughs> the side chick knows that the man, the cheetah, <laughs> loves his wife. 
Do you not understand that men and the word love? It's a complicated concept. So he says to the man, husband, love your wives. So just in case you are trying to understand what it means, he says, as Christ loves. So in case it's not clear, you see, not clear. He says that Christ gave himself. So whatever you do to your body, that's what you should do. Then he says to the woman, woman, submit is the most difficult thing to do for a woman. Women are naturally stubborn. It's God's word. He says to them, he says, submit to your own husband. Let me give you an example. If I say that, come and, I want to carry something. You, come and help me. Right? Naturally speaking, the person helping will likely have power more than the person. Do you agree with that? So if I say, so come and help me, so it means that if without you, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not going to be able to do that. So sometimes, women carry that mindset into their marriage. So it's hard for a woman to submit to a man. And that is why you must be very careful who you marry. Because whoever you marry, you must submit whether he's stupid or he's smart or he's intelligent or he's a dummy. You must, the Bible says, you must submit to your own husband. You know, there are some women that they believe that they have the best ideas. They have the best ideas. And that is where submission comes in. If you want to present anything to your husband, right, the best way to do it is to do it in the form of a suggestion as a woman where the word of God is concerned. And one of the things you need to understand is that men do not like to be controlled. So, the earlier women come to terms with that, the Bible says Sarah called Abram Lord. My Lord. What does Lord mean? What does Lord mean? What does Lord mean? What does Lord mean? I can't hear you. What does Lord mean? First Peter 3 6. First Peter 3 6. Oh, glory to God. Say, so Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Can I have the message translation? Message translation. Say, Sarah, for instance, taking care of Abraham, would address him as my dear husband. You will be true daughters of Sarah, 
if you do the same. Unanxious and unintimidated. Unanxious and unintimidated. As a woman, you have to be unintimidated. Glory to God. So you sub. Oh, glory to God. Let me let me give you a scripture. First Samuel twenty-five. First Samuel twenty-five. Let me just run through that scripture. First Samuel twenty-five. Say Samuel died. The whole country came to his funeral. Everyone grieved over his death, and he was buried in his hometown of Ramah. Meanwhile, David moved again, this time to the wilderness of Mount. There was a certain man in Mount who carried on his business in, his re in the region of Camel. He was very prosperous. 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and it was sheep-sharing time in Camel. Verse 3. The man's name was Nabal. The meaning of his name is fool. Yeah, a Calebite, and his wife's name was Abigail. The woman was intelligent. Now, watch the expression. She was intelligent and good looking. The man brutish and the man brutish and mean. Verse 4. David, out of the back country, heard that neighbor was sharing his sheep and sent 10 of his young men. Off with these instructions, go to Camel and approach Nabal. Greet him in my name. All right, next verse, verse 6. Life and peace to you, peace to your household, peace to everyone here. Verse 7. I heard that it's sheep sharing time. Here's the point. When your shepherd were camped near us, we didn't take advantage of them. Let's go to verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. David's young men went and delivered his message word for word to Nabal. Nabal tore into them. Verse 10. Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? The country is full of runaway servants these days. Verse 11. Do you think I'm going to take good bread and wine and meat freshly butchered for my sheep sharers and give it to men I've never laid eyes on? Who knows where they've come from? David's men got out of there and went back and told David what he had said. Verse 13. Verse 14 again. Let's go to verse 14. Yeah. Verse 15. David was going to attack neighbor. Yet this man, verse 16. Verse 16. Verse 17. Verse 18. Abigail flew into action. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep dressed out and ready for cooking, a bushel of roasted grain, a hundred raisin cakes, 200 fig caves, and she had it all loaded on some donkeys. Verse 19. Then she said to her young servants, Go ahead and pave the way for me. I'm right behind you. But she said nothing to her husband. So she was going to meet. David to appeal to him or to appease him. Verse 20. Verse 20. And she was riding, as she was riding her donkey, descending into a raven. David and his men were descending from the other hand, so they met there on the road. Verse 21. David had just said, that's, 
sure was a waste, guarding everything this man had out in the wild so that nothing he had, he had was lost. And now he rewards me with insults, a real slap in the face. You should have versions like this. May God do worse to me if Nabal and every coin in his misbegotten brood isn't dead meat by morning. The man was upset, apparently, from the scripture. As soon as Abigail saw David, she got off her donkey and fell on her knees at his feet. Her face to the ground in homage. Saying, my, my master, let me take the blame. Now, this was a woman, all right, who was trying to avert the anger of the king. She says, let me take the blame. Let me speak to you. Listen to what I have to say. And of course, she appealed to David and David changed his mind about what he intended to do. Now, watch this. The moment... David had the opportunity. You know David eventually married Abigail. You know that. Why did he marry Abigail? Because of the wisdom. The Bible says a wise woman builds her home. Proverbs. I'm not sure. Maybe 22. I'm not sure though. 14.1. A wise woman builds her home. And a foolish man a foolish woman with her own hand. Some of you, the things that we are teaching you now in church is to help you build the home. Learn to cook. You say, is this indomie? We are telling you, teaching you. Learn to talk to a man. Learn to respect a man. You are saying no. No. Women empowerment. Continue. So the moment David had the opportunity, he knew that this lady or this woman was a good candidate. And he went for her. Are you here this morning? So you have to understand as a woman how some of these things work. Praise God. What does a man want? Let me just try to give like maybe three, two or three. Glory to God. Number one, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? A man wants to help. A man wants a woman to get involved in his work. Help and support him. A man wants a woman to get involved. Someone, woman say, I hear. If you're a woman here, say, I hear. Genesis 2.15, we read how that God placed Adam in the garden to dress and keep it. Now, what that means is that the first interaction that man had was not with the woman. The first interaction that man had was with his work. The first interaction man had was with his work or his purpose. 
That sounds better to you, right? So before the woman came on the scene, all right, the engagement that man had was with his work. And that is why if a man, a real man, when a real man wants to praise a woman, what you will hear is that she's very supportive. Not that she's, she's sexual, no. Because a lot of women, they, they misjudge these things. That is why you will see sometimes a man marry a woman who you think is not really beautiful in your own estimation. I mean, they, they, I used to be in a denomination many years ago. And then the, the parish pastor, right? If you see the wife, and when he starts talking about how much he loves her, you know, and then there was one day he brought out some of the poems he wrote to her when they were caught. I'm like, ow. But that is in your own estimation. But as a woman, you need to understand that one of the things that a man wants is support. He supports. You support his work. You support his purpose. You support his business. You ask him about it. He wants you to get him. As a matter of fact, that was why God created you in the first place. Because God said, God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helpmeet, sealed table for him. And this also means that if you have no work or you've not found purpose, you have no business talking to any woman. You have no business. You've not found purpose. So what would they support you on? Are you here this morning? I say, are you here this morning? So what a man needs is support. That is the place that God has put you as a woman. So your focus or your energy should not be on the outward appearance alone. That is great. But you, see, you will understand when you marry a man, when you, when, you, when you really get involved with men, you realize that the things that, that, that makes meaning to men. Now, listen. There are things that make meaning to a husband. There are things that make meaning to a boyfriend. Two different things. So as a boyfriend, he may say, oh, wow, the calves and all that. When you get married, your eyes will open. Love is blind. Marriage is an eye opener. So, as a lady, you need to be able to support. Do you know that a woman may not even be working, but she's highly supportive? May not be working to get a income, but she's highly supportive of the dreams of her husband. So, that is the place that God has placed you as a woman. Number two, a man wants primarily respect and honor. There are some of the ladies that I see, this, you can tell that this one will not have a great marriage. It's not a cause. Because you, 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 if you just learn to do the word, if you just learn to, to align yourself with the instructions that God has given in his word, you would have a great marriage. 
So he says, wives, submit to your own husbands. You know, there are, there, there are some women that they like arguments a lot. They are too intelligent. And let me tell you, a man just wants peace of mind. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Forget sex styles. I'm telling you, what a man wants is peace of mind. Because there are a lot of ladies who pay attention to some. How many of you have seen people that you're wondering, as a lady, and you should be sincere now, that you're wondering, this lady does not deserve this kind of man. And don't say you've never thought like that about some people before. That would be a lie. Because you are human. Because you look at some... I mean, sometimes, you know, even have had to look at some people, I'm like, ah, not here, praise God. You know, you look at... Ah, wow. This is not... It's not balance. But it's the man that knows what he saw. Now you can look at some people and say, ah, ah, ah. you pity the man that ah. so out of all the women <laughs> in this world, when you were choosing, this was the one that you <laughs> you made up your mind to go with. But you see, some of those things are deeper than that. They are deeper than that. So if there's anything you need to understand as a woman, it's submission. Submission. I know these things are very, very difficult to teach. A lot of people will not agree. You know? And then, even Father's Day, you hear happy Father's Day to all mothers. To all mothers who are I don't understand it. It's still part of submission. Is that, that rebellious spirit is not going to leave some people. <laughs> Am I talking this morning? So, as a lady, you need to learn to align yourself with God's word. Submit to your own husband as to the Lord. The Lord simply means owner. It means leader. So, as it were, your husband is your leader. The Bible says that. That just as Christ is the head, is the leader of the church, so also. If I say you should submit your husband in what? All things. I know that some of these things... They, some women will still not agree. Say, no, I have a contrary opinion. Can I say something? It is arrogance. Deal with it. When you are trying to tell people about God's word, you say, Pastor, you don't understand. There are some situations. My sister, deal with your arrogance <laughs> I was honestly it's not like I'm arrogant too. I just I, I, I need to say this deal 
with it. <laughs> I remember, you know, in my first pastorate, there was this couple that came to the church and then, you know, they were having, eventually, they had a divorce, eventually. They had a divorce. So, the guy said that when the man is actually being unreasonable because the woman is pregnant, all right, and then when the man, heavily pregnant, when the man comes home, he says that he wants to eat pounded yam. That's what he wants. He wants to eat pounded yam. Now, you may, you may argue that here tomorrow, but that's what he wants. That's what he wants to eat. Right? He is actually mad, but that's what he wants. And unreasonable, but that's what he, he wants. Do we agree on that? That's what he wants to eat. So he, he came home. I'm, I'm not telling you what I watched. It's real life. I, they, they divorced. We, we witnessed it. So, and then the lady will say, she will say, you are a wicked man. You are a wicked man. You know, the, how would you, this is the, how are you see my God, you are a wicked man. I cannot. Uh -uh. Why are you this, this heartless? Now, you may look at that and say, oh, but do you think as a lady that there could possibly have been a better way to to say what you want to say? Yeah? You know, you can respectfully insult someone and then they will not even know that you've insulted them. So it's when they leave, they ah. It's just implied that I'm stupid though. But you see, as a lady, that's why the Bible says a wise woman, she will build. You think your, your, your mother in the faith, Sarah, was stupid. The Bible says she calls Abraham Lord. But do you think that the man was unreasonable? Yes, he was unreasonable. He was really unreasonable. But do you think that the approach the woman used to resolve that or to try? Do you think it was the right thing? Do you think so? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, my husband, honestly, I know that you love pounded yam. So everyone looking at me like, Pastor, this is easier said than done. See, I know you love pounded yam. Honestly, you know that, you know, maybe we can find a way, maybe, you know, I cook the yam, then you can pound, and then I also join you. Do you think that the man would? But because a woman, she wants to let him know you cannot come here and be dishing instructions of what you want to eat. That's the reaction. Do you get what I'm saying now? Am I talking to you this morning? So, as a woman, 
you need to you need to learn to present whatever it is and understand that the moment you rise up to a man he wants to defend himself the moment you rise up to a man he wants to defend he wants to show you that is the man if you stand by the side of a man he will embrace you if you stand face to him he will fight you so this is wisdom for for women there are some ladies that they think that because you're dating someone and then you know everything you say you'll just say no it's fine oh no it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> when you get married <laughs> you will start by I'm processing it so what, what do you mean? How many of you here, you've had rude shock before in your life, in your, in your relationship? That you thought that that's how this person is, and they just, one day, they, they call it change. And you are wondering, ah. I remember my wife and I, we fought one day, and he told me, Sheon. I said, eh? I see that's not my name. The moment you say you want to marry someone, you have lost your respect as a man. So stop trying to gain the respect that you have lost already. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. So as a man, he wants you to respect and it's, it's there in the scriptures. So how you are going to go about this, that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. These things, I will tell you something. To have a great marriage, right, you need, what, there's only one thing you need. Only one thing you need. Trust me, every other thing that we have said is just by the way, it's an offshoot is your connection your relationship with the holy spirit that's all you need when you have that every other thing will align because you will always go back to that holy spirit the grace of our Lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship as you fellowship with the holy spirit he tells you what to do he instructs you on what to do so the Holy Spirit can actually make you a better husband, a better wife, a better teacher, a better father. It can make you be that ideal man that your partner wants, that ideal woman that your partner wants. The major reason why we have a lot of problem in the body of Christ is because a lot of people are not yielded and submitted to the person of the Holy Spirit. So we have a lot of crisis. In fact, in the house of God, in church, you need to understand that you, you need the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit in the body of Christ 
has almost lost its place. Because a lot of people don't have the fruit of the Spirit. People are not kind anymore. Do me, I do you. You talk to me, I take my home back. In fact, somebody told me that he went to a church. My, my pastor, spiritual father said, he went to a church and then... <laughs> this is very, very funny. The pastor's wife slapped the pastor in church. He slapped, he slapped the man. I've been to places where after they were fighting, church fighting, real physical fighting, real physical fighting, because people have lost the essence of the gift of the Holy Spirit. People who are for, people who are unforgiving. People don't have long suffering. Little things, people are upset. People are not kind. People don't walk in love. People don't walk in love. Tell me how you want to have a great relationship, a great marriage without gentleness. Without being gentle. There are some of you that you just want to say your mind all the time. I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Oh. I'm going to give me a piece of my mind. When you give everybody a piece of your mind, before you know it, you will have no mind again. Because you are giving them peace everywhere. But God is looking forward to raising godly marriages. And if, you, if you're part of Grace Made, you have this heritage of a godly marriage. You cannot miss it. I pray for you as a single person, you will not she marry. Say so you will not marry the wrong person. Say so there are two words that looks like they are synonyms, but they are very different in the context of marriage. Complete and finish. If you marry the right person, you are complete. If you marry the wrong person, you are finished. Do you know that you can have an issue at home with your, with your spouse and then it impacts on your entire day? I don't know, many, I don't know about you. <laughs> there was one day, I think we were preparing for church. That should be about nine years ago. We were preparing for church. And I, my wife was not, you know, she, she was busy trying to get ready and all that. You know, women now, I can be now. Trying to get ready, you know, all the makeup. It was like a few months into the marriage. You know, I mean, she was just trying to get ready, you know, the makeup. And I was just, the makeup that attracted me was now pissing me off. Like, ah, why are you be, why are you, ah, 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 how can you be making up? Ah, ah, ah. I got angry. I picked the car. I said, meet me in church. And I left. Where in the bottom then? Mysteriously, I got to a place called Ajibi. The car stopped. Ah. See, this car has been functioning well, though. I don't know if anybody can testify. When you fight with your spouse, 
when you're leaving the house, somehow that day, can I get a witness? Maybe you are married or you are even, somehow, you just see that maybe somebody will just, you know, insult you. <laughs> or maybe your car, somebody will just remove your mirror or something. <laughs> Do you know that you can actually maybe be having an issue in your relationship or in your marriage and then you are not able to even be productive at work? And they're asking you, what happened today? You are, you are not on your head game. Say, ah, something happened to me. <laughs> because she feel like, like ah. Yes, you just say, oh, you know, it's uh, just some, you know, mental, you know, I'm just a bit under the weather. You are not under the weather. There is issues at home. Go and resolve it. There are times that sometimes all you need to do to even have a productive day just to say, I am sorry. I am sorry. Some of those things, people, people don't know how to do some of those things anymore. They don't know how to walk in love. They've lost it. People are not kind. People are not gentle. God wants, gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit. So that you can fight everybody <laughs> It's not a sign of spiritual maturity. Or that you can fight for your, for your rights. Say, I know my rights. Glory to God. I pray for every marriage, for every relationship under the sound of my voice. I declare in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit will be at work in you. To will and to do in the name of Jesus. I pray for every troubled marriage every troubled relationship I declare in the name of Jesus Christ peace be still in the name of Jesus I pray for those who are trusting you for a life partner I declare in the name of Jesus and I prophesy that you will supernaturally connect them in the name of Jesus the bone of their bone and the flesh of their flesh in the name of Jesus I pray for marital favor for somebody on the side of my voice this morning, in the name of Jesus, you will get it right. You will not miss it. In the name of Jesus, your expectations concerning your marital destiny will be fulfilled. And it will even be exceeded in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, I just say, say loud, amen. Come on, clap hands and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshimesa podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshimesa or at Gracemade NG.